This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week, including free shipping within the continental United States on orders $99 and up. Boom, we're back. Bada we're back. We were off in jolly old London town. Nice. In Blighty. Nice. That was my... That was really bad. That was my... That was good. I nailed it. Yeah. Was that your Australian accent? I got that. I got We had crumpets and strumpets and tea. I That's actually, a thing, right? I don't think we did, though. You know, we a strumpet is a type of food, I hope. A strumpet is a female, I think. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, that's a crumpet. I, that's all. I said crumpets. Oh, okay. All right, maybe both. Maybe no strumpets. <laughs> <laughs> is a strumpet like a harlot? I don't know. I don't know. It's like a pastry, right? I thought it was a food, but I feel like I definitely missed. I think one. you're combining a couple words. So. Well, you know, hey, when in Rome, right? <laughs> yep. So we were off and away in, in London for the London GT. We also uh, went up to Warm World. Uh, it was Jeff. Uh, Jason and Mariana's first time to visit Warhammer World, so that was really cool for them to get to experience that. And uh, we had a lot of fun, and we wanted to talk about uh, our experience at the London GT. There's been a lot of controversy around the event. We wanted to uh, clear things up a little bit, and uh, it's good to be back. Very good, yeah. It's good it to is. Be back. It's good so, to be back in the land of freedom. And Yes, um, I felt the freedom. We tried to bring some freedom to our poor, oppressed uh, brothers and sisters in the U.K., um, I just had the urge the whole time I was there. I just the, the, the weight of the royalty was on me. Yes. I, was like, I gotta break free. I was, like, I was like, I can't deal with this. I need my freedom. They need they need an F one fifty to deliver a payload. There was a, a lack of big monster trucks in London. It's I was true. really mm -hmm. upset about that. They don't have trucks. Like Lifted F one fifties in the city is a thing. They need those. Yeah. They, you know what? To all, all of our oppressed Practical. brothers and sisters in the UK living under the yeah the portion the sizes were tiny. Right? Although yeah. I did, I feel like an idiot. I didn't actually know that uh, uh, the the royal wedding, we were there at the same time. Yeah. I didn't realize he was marrying an American. That's like big. I had no idea. I had no idea she was American. The one like, person in the world. Yeah. 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 So, actually, I got I stuck that. on the London Bridge for two hours yes. on the day oh. of the wedding. Because the wedding wasn't in London. It was in um, Westminster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we were like, cool, well, we'll go to London that day. It won't be that bad. But what we didn't know is that they closed every road coming from Westminster <laughs> back to London. <laughs> Because just to be safe, they didn't want anybody doing anything to the royal family, I guess, yeah. when we were driving back. So we were literally stuck on the London Bridge for two hours. Nice. Did you go, London Bridge is falling yeah. down? No, Me and Nick. It's hopefully not falling oh, down. No, no. But you know that the actual yeah. London Bridge is not in London. It's in yeah. Hav Lake Havasu, Arizona. Yeah, the yeah. actual one. Yeah. Lake Havasu bought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the most random yeah. thing ever. I was like, wait, what? I was like, because my aunt and uncle retired to Lake yeah. Havasu, which is yeah. it's an awesome place if you ever get the chance to go. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the actual London Bridge. And they're like, yeah, like they brought it over and rebuilt it. Yeah. Like some random rich guy. Because they were selling the London Bridge for, I don't know why you would sell the bridge, but they did. And some guy was like, I'll buy it. Woo! Yeah. It's in Lake Havasu, Arizona. <laughs> it is in Lake Havasu, which is famous for uh, spring break. 
Yes. Yeah. So there you go, UK. We took one of your landmarks and we turned it into a place where people party. Freedom. Have speedboat races. Um, yeah. Lots of freedom. Lots of freedom. Good. The bridge is probably happier because it's free. Now. Yes. It feels freedom. Yeah. It doesn't feel Eagles perch on the bridge. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff. I like it. Yep. But we had a lot of fun. Uh, actually, the more I go to the UK, the more I actually enjoy it. Um, I have family there, so I've been going since I was a kid. The first time I went, I really didn't care for it too much. I liked Cambridge a lot, but uh, London was just like too much. And the older I've gotten, the more and more I like it. Uh, and it was really good to see all of our friends. Uh, we got to see meet a lot of people that are longtime listeners of the podcast or watchers of the video cast. So that was really cool. And um, I had a good time. I, I really enjoyed it. And again, for like the third or fourth time in a row, the weather was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the weather's always great when we go out there, which is weird. They're like, just stay. We're like, no. Well, the last day we were there was starting to, to it rain. It did. It started to get it overcast. Did. It, it rained normal, last day. The normal stuff, apparently. Yeah. I only saw it nice. It was like 70 degrees, 75 degrees the whole time yep. we were there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I've been to the UK like seven times, six times, something like that. And all but one time I've been there, the weather's been amazing. And everyone has always been like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, this... I don't know why everyone says calls it blighty. It's like nice every time I've been here. Yeah. So yeah, we were lucky and we got there. It was sunny and, and, and beautiful every single day, yeah. which was great. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the uh, the London GT. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely had some challenges. Uh, I think that's been advertised pretty. Um, that's been talked about quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, on the internets. So I, I don't feel like we need to like really dwell on that too much. Uh, suffice it to say, the event <clears throat> had some pretty serious growing pains. Yeah. Um, we're really good friends with the guys that run the event. You know, Zach is the head organizer, James. Uh, they're really good guys. And they, we understand the feeling. Uh, it, they got really excited seeing how big the event was growing. Um, it kind of reminded us of, of BAO number three, where, where we grew too quickly. And we had a lot of those similar issues at the event. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tables being too close together, registration taking longer than we thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, the difference being is that, you know, we're talking the BAO3 was like a couple hundred people yeah. and the LGT was a thousand people. So um, those problems were really exacerbated by the scale of the event. So, um, you know, we're not here to like put anybody down or anything. But, yeah, it's it, it definitely had some logistical, um, some pretty serious logistical issues. And there's quite a few people were really upset. Yeah. So, um you know, it is what it is. They bit off a little bit more than they could chew. Mm -hmm. um, and we get, we understand why though. Like when you start seeing registration numbers blowing up, you know, they had a 400 person 40K tournament. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It took us, what, seven years to get to that point? Mm -hmm. And they did it in their third year, right. which is insane. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I think that just goes to show how enormous of a demand there is in the UK for events. For like, large. Events, just you know, events like, in like, general, like large, just the big scale events that you don't see in that country that you see here. So, like we kind of like in the U.S. were spoiled, right? Yeah, because we have all the space. We have, you know, it's it's not like London where it's hard to actually find a location that can hold more than you know 100, 200 people yeah. without costing like a, a, a absolute fortune, even compared to Las Vegas Open, an absolute fortune. Yeah. Um. So, like you said, we it's not good to rehash all the issues that we all know about. We've all been reading about it, making memes about it, T-shirts about it. It's, well, it's we, funny. We haven't been making memes. Yeah. But we've seen. So, we've seen. Yeah. Them. And, um. But the good thing, if anything can be taken from it, is that there is. It shows how much of an interest there is yeah. in something happening there, which is good. It's, it shows a healthy hobby, you know. 
Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, you had a thousand gamers playing and having fun. Like, right. the some of the games that I played at the LGT were some of the best and funnest games that I've ever played. Like, the the English are really friendly and it was great. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's just say most of the English. Yeah, some of the English. Some. some. No, the Scots are great. A few. few yeah, I like yeah. the Scottish drinking the Iron Brew. Yeah. And Irish, and we're, we're teasing, of course. The guy, I literally, legitimately, all six games I played were six of the most pleasant and enjoyable games of 40K I've ever played yeah. in a tournament in my life. Oh, yeah. And uh, I played five uh, uh, people from the UK. I actually got to play Andrew Gagno, which was a, a treat. And it's funny because we've been at the same events for years and years and years. We've never played each other. Yeah. So got, it was a real treat to get to play them. You got to meet a really handsome British bodybuilder. Ooh. That, that was the highlight of your trips. <laughs> oh, sure. thanks for that. <laughs> um, actually did. Uh, uh, really, really nice guy. He, yeah. he actually beat Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a super cool dude. He has like a bazillion Instagram uh, followers. Too. Is like, that? Oh well, yeah, he's like an actual. He's like really like, well known in the yeah. bodybuilding community. But he, uh, they really should have called the game Beauty versus the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Him versus Jeff. Yeah. Beauty versus oh gosh. And uh, uh, Frankie uh, uh, had some bad luck. We'll let him <clears throat> kind of explain that. Uh, explain that in his own words. But it was the the, the games were an absolute blast. Yeah. Like legitimately such nice like cool opponents every game i played i only had one game where i, I really won like kind of like early in the game it was very clear i was gonna win yeah. all my games were very very difficult i barely won all my games like um tied in the invitational um yeah. to mike who was a, a just a great guy um forgot <laughs> i was so rusty in my invitational game <laughs> I forgot to charge his warlord with my shield captain. Yeah. I just straight up forgot to do it because we were, we were trying to hurry up. And uh, I was sitting there and we were in the fight phase. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to charge your warlord to win the game. It was just a, a herald of Nurgle. I, sh I probably, like, average dice say I kill him. Yeah. And he was a nice enough guy. He's like, how about on a four plus you can do it? And, like, that's not normal, especially in the invitational. No. And, of course, I rolled a two, and I was like, oh, oh, well. And the, we tied, and then he beat me on uh, points destroyed. Yeah. Uh, so I got bumped out of the Invitational round one. But uh, it was such a good game. And for him to, like, give, to like be okay with that in that kind of a high-pressure scenario, it really is a testament to the character of many of the players. Yeah. I mean, that happened to me the whole event. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. No, no problem, for sure. Yeah, and that's... It's really rare, like a lot of times, especially in like the heat of like the competition and stuff like that. People are like, "Ooh, you know, it was if it was like earlier and you noticed it earlier, sure." But it, it felt a lot more laid back, which was nice. It is. It's so, nice. It creates a more enjoyable environment. Everybody's buying each other beers and stuff. So, yeah. uh, in terms of the, the 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 way the games played on a human level, which is the most important part. Yeah. It was. There was absolutely two thumbs up. Definitely. Uh, but as we said, Frankie and I came in. We had some ring rust. I, I had, I just, I didn't even realize this. I haven't actually played in the tournament. That was my first one this year. I, I was shocked because I was going to try and find my score in the ITC rankings. I was like, I don't have a score. Yeah. And then I was like, Holy crap! I haven't Wait played a in a tournament this year. We've been so busy. I actually haven't had the opportunity to do it. So I came in a little rusty for that first game, and it showed. But um, the other thing too is the the missions that they play are very, very different. Um, than the way we play in the States. Like, it's been so long since I played in a Battle Point tournament, I actually kind of, like, forgot the core concept. I know, he's just like, I'm undefeated. And I was like, yeah, yeah but how many points do you have? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, that's more important, dude. 
Right. I, He's I like, wait a minute. I'm like, rank like 80th. Yeah. I'm like yeah. undefeated. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm in 100th yeah. place and I'm undefeated. And it was funny because people were coming up to me and like, in a very nice way, in a, in a not dickish way, they were like, I thought you were good. And I was like, I was like, I, I'm undefeated. I've won all my games. But like that, in yeah. the way that they play, yeah, it's yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. Winning yeah. your game doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is how many points you get. Because yeah. um, like people with a, who were losing games started rising above me in the rankings. And I was like, what the f- what is going on here? Like, right. I don't understand what's happening. And it's because it, like you're winning your game is irrelevant. Which I don't like. I, I, like I don't either, either, to be blunt. It really, I, I really should really be like straight it. wins. And then if it, there's ties, yeah. then yeah. boil it down. Yeah, but yeah. We, we've always been kind of against uh, battle points. It's yeah. because we use the main uh, example of like, if you have a really good close game with somebody that is like of equal skill or <coughs> whatever, and you get, you only win by like one point, you just knocked both of these yeah. guys out of both the of you were out of the yeah. tournament. Even yeah. though it was probably like the best game of 40k you've ever yeah. played, it was so much fun. Did all these tricks, all that stuff. You knocked yourself out of the event. Battle points really favor people that just smash their opponent and get a bunch of points. So. And it's funny too because after yeah. playing there, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna agree with your your point that you can have like one or two really good games where you ultimately just demolish your opponent. Yeah. And the rest of your games get like no points, and you're still at the very top of the yeah. rankings. Yeah. It doesn't even losing. It doesn't make any sense to me yeah. personally, but. And again, like that's the way they do things, and that's totally fine. We're not like we're not like saying oh shame on you or anything no. like that. Yeah. I just I, I really don't like because it reminded me why we stopped doing battle point tournaments in the states. We haven't had a major event do battle points in in the states in years. Right. The last one I think was like War Games Con like four years ago. Yeah. And it's like there's a good reason why we moved away from that, in my opinion. Um, like the LGT too, because it's so big, they really need more rounds of play. Five rounds is not enough. Yeah. Like if you didn't max out your score in every single game, you're you were out. And if you didn't have max paint and all that stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, and again, like this is just the constructive criticism. We're not trying to be negative. It was just really interesting because like I had four of my five games, I barely won, and they were such fun yep. games. And I was like, oh man, that was so enjoyable. I ended up in like. 70th place and I was right. undefeated. <laughs> I mean, it's demoralizing. It's like, yeah. it's like let's say like you're, you, the first day, let's say there's three games and you go 3-0 and, oh, and you're like, great, like I'm going to be at the top of the record. You look, you're like halfway down the list and you're like, what the hell? Like I yeah, won all my games. Like, like, what? what's, like I wouldn't be juiced because then you know you're not going to win yeah. the tournament. There's no, you're like, you look at the battle points you can make for the last games or the next day. You know, like even if I won my other two games with full points, I wouldn't win this tournament. So yeah. what's the point of even going back and playing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. No, a lot of people did yeah. drop for just right. that reason. Like it didn't even matter if you won all your games; you had to absolutely annihilate your opponent right. to to or not necessarily annihilate them. You had to max out the points. Is this a holdover from like? It's just the way it's, that it's, it's ETC style. Yeah. Like okay. the ETC influences the way they play. Got it. Um, and it's it, it was like the tournament felt like playing an ETC event, but by yourself. Well, it's it's old school, right? Like. All the events before, like, uh, I don't know, before I think Nova, six, it was like, it was uh, like kind of like the fifth and before editions yeah. were five rounds. And that was like the max that you would play is five rounds. Mm-hmm. So you had to have battle points and stuff to diversify the field. Otherwise, you'd have like four or five people that are the winners because yeah. they're undefeated. So you would have battle point tournaments. <clears throat> um, and it made sense back then. But then over time, you're like, oh, well, we can fit in more rounds here. If you have more rounds, you don't need to have the battle points and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, because the thing, like I like like Frankie said, battle points makes sense from a tournament organization perspective because you have to stratify the field. Yeah, like if you only have five rounds, but you have that many people, because for that many people, you need nine 
rounds. Right. To have an undefeated champion Swiss Which style. Most events can't have nine rounds right. anyway. So. Right. It's not realistic. No. So it's like you do have to do something. Like my preference is to go win-loss draw primary and mm -hmm. then battle points to stratify you within your, your tier. Mm -hmm. So like all the people that are undefeated are in the top tier and then they're ranked according to their battle points and then mm -hmm. et cetera. Because at the end of the day, despite winning all my games, which again, it's it doesn't even make sense to like use that language to frame it because it's irrelevant. There's people that were three and two above me, mm -hmm. which just it seems so weird. Like I'm like, they lost games. <laughs> But they got more points. Even they when they lost, points. they got more points than some of my wins because mm -hmm. they were so close. Yeah. And um, it was just, it's very different. It's yeah. not necessarily bad. It's just really different. Yeah. And then the other thing too that was really illuminating is like so many things make more sense now. Like when we talk to our friends in the UK and we look at their lists and we're like, God dang, these lists are like spam-tastic, take all of the same unit. And it's like, it makes sense because in their format, you have to utterly, you have to win completely. And if you lose at all, it doesn't matter. You just can get obliterated. Like it's all or nothing. You either have to get all the points. And if you miss any points at all, it doesn't matter. You might as well get zero because you're out. The, the, their scoring system is all about getting points. So it's, it's not really about winning or losing. It's about how many points every turn you can get. Yeah. And that's, that's really all you're concentrating on. You're not even really concentrating on like, Winning or losing. Because there is it's, no it's winning about, or losing. It's yeah, about, it's, man, I can get 10 points this turn, and if I do that, I get an extra point. I may lose the game, but it's all right. I'll just get some all these yeah. points. And that's and that's what it's about. So it's it's not necessarily like you're losing games or winning games. You're you're maximizing points, yeah. which is its own game in, in, mm -hmm. in, yeah. in its own sense. So. It's like winning or losing the game is irrelevant. Yeah. It's just about getting the points. So huh. it's just it's like basically the opposite of the way we do it here. Yeah. Because for us, it's all about winning the game. Even if you win by one point, well, I mean, it's all about having fun. But the game, right? Yeah. I mean, the the objective of the mission, the, of the scenario, yeah. is to defeat your opponent. Mm -hmm. Even if by one point, which, again, like in a battle point format, it discourages those awesome close games. Yeah. And it also you you it also discourages the best players playing each other because they tend to knock each other out. Yep. Right. Like mm -hmm. whereas in a win loss draw format, it encourages close games. It encourages. Uh, having the best players play each other and it also incentivizes you to like in one of my games I knew I was going to win right away and I took my foot off the gas so that we could have more fun and I screwed myself right mm -hmm. like I, I dropped myself down in the rankings because of that but we had a more enjoyable game and in a battle point format it gives you an incentive to not ever take the pressure off which you know that how you feel about that is a personal you know philosophical choice but I always liked it when it's like, if you know you're going to win, it's kind of nice to like ease up a little bit so mm -hmm. that the other guy, the other person can enjoy themselves more. Right. But, you know, not everybody feels that way. So, I don't know. It was interesting. It was very different. Yeah. It was very different. And then we also uh, had our first opportunity. Well, not our first, but our first and eighth edition to play uh, with Maelstrom cards uh, at a major tournament. And uh, it was really interesting. Um, the Maelstrom cards are really fun. Yeah, they're totally. super, super duper random. Yeah. Like my first game, I almost lost because I was I was comfortably winning. On the last turn, I drew all cards I couldn't score. Um, and then I, tr I used all my tricks to redraw. I still, I had a hand of cards that was impossible to score. And then my opponent scored really well and he caught up to me. And it was just like, mm -hmm. okay, well, there's literally nothing I could do about that. Yeah. But it also confirmed a lot of my um, concerns with the cards. Like a guy that we knew that was playing at the event lost three of his cards and he played the whole tournament down on his deck mm -hmm. yeah. and he didn't notice until the end. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way to check. There's right? no way to check. Like, like, unless you're rolling on the chart every turn, that's the only way to do it. Like, the, the cards, you're going to lose cards. It's, right. it's going to happen. Or yeah. you're going to, I mean, get extra cards if you have multiple decks or something it like that. It might be better to, like, <laughs> to say you have to roll for... Yeah. Or, just not, yeah. or just not to use them in tournaments, to be frank. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. use them in a tournament. Like, they're awesome. Yeah. Like, the Maelstrom missions are so good for casual play. Mm -hmm. They're an absolute blast right. for that. But, like, I always offered my opponent to cut my deck. Yeah, me too. But no one asked, ever. Except, yeah. no, in the, in the Invitational game, Mike did ask. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. But, like, if you were the kind of person that's so inclined to do so, you could very simply just stack your deck. Yeah. Put all the good cards at the top. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, no one's gonna say anything. And it's like, yeah, you pepper in a couple stinkers. No, you don't just need, to like throw don't off. Don't the change. Don't change the. Um, don't do the, like. Don't screw with the deck. But it's like putting all the aces on the top of the deck. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh look, wow, whoa, I'm just drawing all the great cards right away. And it's like, you're, yeah, your opponent's like, oh, darn, oh man, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you can, you could very easily do that. Yeah. My opponent dropped one of my one game. My opponent dropped his deck on my deck, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh shit, <laughs> like. <laughs> If you didn't do it exactly right, like I could have accidentally picked up some of his cards, and then yeah. when in my next game, someone like actually like checked my deck, and they're like, "Oh, you stacked your deck." I'm like, "Well, no, I didn't mm -hmm. do it." On so it's, I don't, I really don't think they're. Does EDC use Maelstrom cards? They do, yeah. but mm. I, I don't think it's a, it's a I think viable. They do it different, though. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Living the best. Well, it's, it's it's a it's a viable way to do things, but I think it's just inviting controversy and problems was, uh, personally uh, the thing that i liked about it is like every mission was different and like it it adds in like excitement to the game because you're like oh what am i going to draw you draw it and you're like ah oh, crap i gotta get that objective that's over there and i never wanted to go over there mm -hmm. so it adds in some cool strategy to the game um but the one thing that i didn't like is like if you got really lucky and drew like in my uh, invitational game on turn two my opponent drew like all the cards that got like big points and he was able to score them all. So we went up on the scoreboard by 21 points. Now, unless I'm able to draw the same cards and do the same thing, I'm not going to be able to catch up. Yeah. Because as long as he's still scoring every turn. Like, so, it, it allows you to get super far ahead of people, which is not a good uh, game design. No, no it's, and again, for casual games, it's amazing. But for yeah. like a hard, like a, like a competitive event, I really don't think it's the right choice, to be totally honest. Like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the concerns we had played out in reality like seeing it happen right like like you said like i only scored 21 points in some of my games total yeah and like the, some of the scores people were recording i was like how is this even possible like i got 110 points i was like what well, <laughs> after after going and experiencing it and seeing the way their missions play it's all about board control so what you were seeing were these armies that like especially like the nurgle army yeah right? they were everywhere they're super fast they're resilient and that's what the, <laughs> the game really comes down to with the Maelstrom cards is being able to take over the board, keep your opponent away from objectives, mm -hmm. and you're just scoring objectives. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Now it, now it all makes sense. Um, and that's that's what you were seeing with a lot of the lists that were doing really good um, is the lists that were able to go out and grab all the objectives and take it away from their opponent. So. Yeah. And it, it was really cool to see because, like, again, we didn't even get a chance to try the missions out, unfortunately, because we were so busy. Yeah. We didn't even get to try the missions once, which is really dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to have a successful tournament, play all the missions at least one time before you go. Yeah. Jeff did that, and Jeff did really well. He Jeff won the Invitational. Butt, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because the Custodes ended up being best general in the Open, too. Yeah. Oh, perfect score, 100 out of 100. 
And uh, Jeff won the uh, invitation, which congratulations to Jeff. That's quite a feather in his cap. Mm -hmm. He's been kicking ass with his custodes, but it just so happens that custodes jet bikes in that format are just brutally, brutally good. Well, they're, they're fast. They're resilient. They have killing power. Like they have everything that you need, which they, is great. Yeah. And they they don't give up a lot of kill points because no. kill points are in every single mission. Yeah. And then of course we look at our list and we're like, oh, oh, oh. oops. <laughs> if you have if you have like a line of sight blocking terrain that is not a ruin that they can jump into or behind is yeah. very good for them as well. Yeah. Which this tournament had it was a lot yeah. of just blocking. Stuff so like very similar I guess to Nova, yeah. where it's just pieces of terrain that yeah. literally block line of sight, but they're not ruins because like you know the bikes wouldn't. There was there was them. no yeah there was almost no area terrain. Right, right. So, um, so that I would say that's also beneficial yeah. for units like that where you can jump up behind something high, nothing can shoot you whatsoever. Jump over that next turn. Yeah. You know, unless you have like you know mana cores or basilisks, like heavy hitter stuff to hit yeah. them with that don't need line of sight, but not everyone has that. So. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And yeah. Jeff was like, especially because Jeff played a bunch of the Nurgle guys, like because mm -hmm. they took these Nurgle armies for board control, like Frankie said, they're really resilient. Mm -hmm. Custodes obliterate Nurgle. Yeah. It's like, we on paper, we were like, oh yeah, they, you should do really well. But in practice, you're like, <laughs> yeah. brutal. Yeah. The, the Custodes are so good just because they're, the Nurgle's not going to do any damage to them. And then <laughs> the Custodes are hitting on twos. So Nurgle depends on their minuses. All right, I'm hitting on threes. Not that big of a deal. Rerolling ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And doing multiple damage with each hit so yeah. that the, it mitigates the funeral pain. Yeah. So, like, custodians have every tool to counter what makes Nurgle good. Yeah. And it was like a lot of these guys, Nurgle armies had zero killing power. Oh, yeah. None. Like, yeah. one guy had 81 Nurgling bases. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, that's a good army for these missions, but wow, that must be boring to play. Yeah, well, like, even the ones with all the plague bears, like plague bears, don't do anything. They don't do. They don't do anything. They literally sit on objectives yeah. and, oh, and, hold, you, and yeah. hold you up. They, they do like no damage. They kill Astra Militarum. Well, uh, that's a good well. point. But most things kill Astra Militarum. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, it, it was fun. And so, a big congratulations to Jeff. We might as well talk about the you know, five hundred pound gorilla in the corner of the room, which was the very very contentious game he played with Alex mm -hmm. uh, in the finals. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of discussion about like the cheating in the game and all that stuff. It's on our Twitch channel and there's people who timestamped every incident. Mm -hmm. You can just go look at it yourself and make your own, draw your own conclusions. But, uh, uh, at the end of the day, um, it was a very contentious game. Didn't put the hobby in the best light, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, but Jeff did manage to win. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing to take out of this is that a lot of Tau players have been questioning how good their book is your army is amazing i think you have some really valid concerns with things like crisis suits you didn't see any of them mm -hmm. it, any tau army i saw the whole uh time i think they're probably a little too expensive for the crisis suits but your army in general terms is extremely good yeah. um extremely good it was really cool because i got to play andrew Gagno's tau uh, and andrew of course is the gentleman who won the nova invitational and open in the same at the same time which is pretty incredible uh, he was playing Tau, which is his favorite army. Uh, we had such a fun game. But I'm, I'm building a Tau army right now, and I'm using a lot of sniper drones. I got to actually see it in action in a tournament setting, not just like playtesting. It's brutal. He's the only person who killed my Bogren unit. He did it in one round of shooting. <laughs> I was, the sniper drones were doing 13 to 14 mortal wounds every single turn to me. It was mm -hmm. absolutely devastating. Yeah, the sniper drones are amazing. Oh my god! Because you, you do the plus one to wound stratagem and um, and you buff. He was uh, and I saw like uh, Alex's list too had a ton of uh, marker lights too, but they're they're kind of hidden. 
Um, so they were always getting like plus one ballistic skill, reroll once to hit. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you'd pop his uh, commander's aura to do uh, twin link. Uh, it was devastating. Like my shield captain, gone. My custodes, gone. Bogren, gone. I was like, oh, this is brutal. Uh, really, really effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, really effective. And then, of course, the ion heads are just amazing. Ion heads are great, yeah. yeah. And firewars, just the basic firewars are incredible. They're extremely good units. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, Frankie, why don't you talk about your Tyranids? Because you had, you had some really bad luck. Uh, well, yeah. Why don't you go over well, that? Going into the event was really funny. So I was on this streak of getting the plus one to go first. I've gotten it almost every game I've played. I, I don't have that many drops. I think I have eight. Um, so I get the plus one to go first. And I was on a streak of, I think, what, 15 games before going to the tournament of losing the roll to go first and not going first. My list is built to go first. It's a list that like is really good. If I go first, I do board control, keep you in your deployment, and then uh, take all the objectives. Um, fortunately, I wasn't having the best luck with that. And uh, the streak continued. I had 19 games in a row without getting the first turn. The games I did go first, I was able to win. But all the other ones, I just... It was just, it was comedy. Uh, especially my first game in the uh, GT, I pulled three Bane Blades. I was like, all right. That's going to be good. Your classic it like nemesis. A, it was like two Shadow Swords and a Storm Lord or something. It was, like a, that. It was a, yeah, yeah. It was two nice. Shadow Swords yeah. and a Storm Lord. And the, the Storm Lord in Overwatch killed a Trigon Prime and 30 Devil Gauntlets. So I was like, <laughs> all right. This game's going really good. <laughs> it was. Just and that and that's what, what happened you, what in all my games. Do, I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. That was your first is. game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I walked up to him and I saw the list. I'm like, isn't that the list that in our because we have a, a league here? It's yeah. a popular in San list. Diego. Yeah. Um, Frankie got annihilated turn one against that as well. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that the same exact list that you just played and got lost? He's like, yes. The list <laughs> your face. I was like, yeah. I was like, turn, yes, yeah, game yes. one, grand tournament. Uh, yeah. It was brutal, man. It was just. The Overwatch was just the nail in the coffin because I, I was up on points high. and he's just like, yeah. he's like, oh, four last cannon hits in Overwatch. I was like, that's pretty Dang. good. <laughs> like four sixes. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Prime's gonna well, die. Well, he was probably using the Overwatch on a five plus. Yeah, yeah he did strap. five plus, yeah. but even still, I mean, yeah, it's still incredible. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know what's funny too? I do have to mention we ended up going out with those guys. Like, yeah. your first round opponent was in a group of guys that we're, we're friends with. They're awesome dudes. We went out and drinking with them that night. Yeah. His name is Cooper. Yeah. He's we just have, like R. Cooper. He's just like R. He's like the British version of R. Cooper. It's tall, blonde, funny, huge personality. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. I was like, wow, it's, this is the British Coop. Yeah. It's the Coop juice, but it's like Coop tea. They would meet each other and like the world would just explode. They would, they, yeah, it'd be like, well, they'd in, have uh, to yeah, back declare to the emergency. Or a party like, would yeah, just they'd be yeah, like, a party clear would just the city. Start. These two are drinking tonight <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> but, evacuate uh, city blocks. Yeah. 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 But uh, all my opponents were awesome guys. They were all really cool. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, didn't do the best. I think I ranked like 280-something after though. painting and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, the good. thing is we had fun, though, right? Yeah, and that's exactly. the main point. Um, my ar I brought like a very much like a me list. Like I like to do things differently. Uh, my army did really well. Obviously, I didn't lose any games, so it's pretty good. Uh, it, was really, it was fun, man. Like it, it, That army is not the best for their missions, obviously. Uh, I build I build armies that just just to win the game to win the mission not to like smash my opponent. That's my preferred way to play. So my army did that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not very good in their missions, and that's totally my fault. That's not you know I didn't prepare myself enough. But uh, yeah, it did really well. Like I know, you know Bassus Wyvern Lehman Russ uh, Rough Riders who uh, the Rough Riders were did really well. They're they're great for staying off the table, jumping on objectives. I had a moment where I could have killed Gimme and he only had two wounds left. 
and they made the charge and I was like, yes, glory. They're going to kill Kimmin. And I whiffed all, every single attack. I was like, ah, <laughs> son of a... Could have been a contender. I was like, God damn it. Um, really, really, really good uh, unit. The infantry with the grenade. Grenade launchers are really good in this edition. Grenade launchers are great. They're great. And it's funny because people are like, grenade launchers? There's even people who ever take these? It's because I used to take plasma guns, but with all the minus to hit, plasma guns suck, right? Like, they're just not worth taking, yeah. in, in my opinion, because they, I, they you kill yourself, right? Like, they just don't really get to do anything with it. So I started taking grenade launchers is just to try it out. They're actually really good because there's a ton of T3 models in the game. So the frag grenade uh, has a lot of utility there. Yeah. And then the strength six, the crack grenade is great for uh, doing D3 damage. Like, all my opponents are like, wow, those are surprisingly effective. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, the stars of the show though were the Bulgan. Um, mm. the Custodes, like, I'm gonna keep the Vexilor because the uh, invul save bubble. Um, and then there's some amazing, like, unbelievably good stratagems with the Custodes. Yeah. The Tangle Foot Grenade is like borderline broken. Mm -hmm. Like, in every single game, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna charge you. He's all, Boop, No, you're not. They're like, Oh, I was like, Yeah, sorry. Um, the Vexilor is amazing. The, the Shield Captain, I don't think I need it. Um, and then the Custodes troops were pretty good, but I kept finding I would sacrifice them to take an objective. Yeah. Like, that was basic. And then they, because they're so tough, it would take, like, two turns to kill them. Mm -hmm. But uh, I dropped Hellhounds to put those in, and I wish I would have had my Hellhounds. Every yeah, your Hellhounds would have been way yeah, better. Every single games. game. Yeah. I would have been like, I totally wish I would have had them. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, Bulgren stars of the show, for sure. The Bulgren and the Conscripts. That, that combo is so good. Yeah. So good. I know a lot of people are down on Conscripts after the changes. I wouldn't take them out of my list for if you paid me. Uh, the fact that they started a unit of 30 and that they get a 5-up invul save from the Vexilor, and then you have take cover to give it up to a 4-plus. You can put minus 1 to hit, and then you can get them up to a 3-plus-plus with the, uh, Psyche Powers. They're, like, ridiculously durable for mm -hmm. no points. Yeah. I run them straight forward. It's like you have to kill them because if you don't, I'm going to charge your whole army with them. Mm -hmm. And then they're just going to stand there <laughs> Like, stop you from shooting, stop you from moving. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have, because a lot of people had smite spam lists there with all the demon princes. I don't care. You're going to be smiting the conscripts. Mm -hmm. And then the Bulgren can charge, like, the conscripts can charge unit, and the Bulgren can charge after, since their base is smaller than an inch. Mm -hmm. You actually just charge the same unit, and they swing over them, and the Bulgren just obliterate whatever they hit. Yeah. The like, Bulgren are so good. They're so good. People are starting to catch on to it. Yeah. Like more and more people are starting to see because we've been saying Bulgren are good since the edition came out. More and more people are starting to see just how good they are. Yeah. Like in one game, I, I mean, in every game, they were just doing massive amounts of damage. Uh, and then the Wyvern and the Basilisk were amazing because you can twin link them with a stratagem. So uh, really, really effective, even with the minus one hit meta. Yeah. So uh, it was good. It, my list was really good. I, I've been playing it a lot. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, quite effective. So we'll, we'll talk about more of that in a, I'll, I'll do a write-up on my uh, tournament experience. We don't have to go through every little detail. But uh, suffice it to say, um, London GT, big event. Definitely needs to look at uh, working on logistics. Uh, definitely need more judges, all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely need to work on the terrain. The terrain was very functional, but it was um, not very good to look at. And a lot of people mm -hmm. were really upset about that. A yeah. lot of it wasn't even painted, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, which I understand. It's, we know we know all too well how hard it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when people are paying and coming and flying from around the world, there's really no excuse um, to not have the terrain at least painted. Uh, but they know Indeed. that. Yep. They know that. So And then people were upset, and they're justifiably upset yep. about that. Mm -hmm. But the terrain was very functional. 
the terrain was functional. Like I'd have to give it my like them and Nova. Like that terrain is like some of the most functional there is. Yes. Like having the two line of sight blockers in the center. You know, every table is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is really nice. Yeah, from a competitive perspective, the <laughs> yeah. ter the the terrain was totally serviceable. Yeah. I just didn't feel like a grand tournament level appearance. No. And that is what it is. So uh, overall, though, it was a fun event. Um, uh, I'm sure that uh, they're working very hard to kind of correct the issues, and then we'll see how it goes in the future. Yeah. So uh, tons of stuff to talk about and new releases. Holy yeah. crap. So Jason, uh, you were reading up on the new Knights. Why don't you uh, give us a little bit of an overview of what we can expect? This codex is really exciting. Right, so the uh, the new Imperial Knight Codex comes up for pre-order this coming Saturday um, at 10 a.m. School. So we did mention that we will be doing a uh, a live review of it at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, as soon as it goes live on Games Workshop, we're going to go live. Uh, you guys will be talking about all the cool stuff in the Codex, talking about all of the new models, stats, whatnot. So it's going to be very exciting. So before I talk anything, just tune in at 10 a.m. Pacific time. This Saturday on our Twitch channel. Because right now we can only talk about what GW is. Right. So we're going to go through like what the community page has gone through. Um, first things first, there's a lot of new models coming out with this codex. So we already saw the Knight Armagers um, with the, um, what was the box set that came out? Um, I can't remember. Forge, Forge Bane. Bane. Yeah. Forge Bane. So we already kind of got those. Um, and sorry, the printer is uh, it's, it's cleaning itself now. Happens, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we have the new Knight Armagers, which are the little scout guys that run around. Um, they have the close combat option. It looks like they have the um, the double like laser lance option thing as well. I don't know the technical term. No, those are auto, auto cannons. cannons. Those are auto cannons. Yes. Are you sure they're not laser lance no, things? No, they're okay. not laser lances. I'm just going off the appearance. They of look them. like lances. Yeah. They're like predator auto cannons. They're really good. Right, right, right. But that wasn't an option that was that we saw with the forge bane. Nope. Um, as far as I know, I think it came with the one option, which was the chain sword and, and the uh, the melta thing. So that's pretty cool that we actually do have another variant. Of that one as well. Um, we have a named knight, which is the first time that we've had that um, with actual stats. The uh, Sir Hector. So Canis Rex is yeah. the knight. Right. That, the, yeah. the chain breaker. The pilot is uh, is Hector. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Like they're they're going into the whole like like um, uh, the knightly you know King Arthur type thing, which I really dig. Um, and he has his own special rules. He actually, if the knight gets destroyed, he, um, get out. he gets yeah. out and he runs around. And he has like a little like laser gun thing. It's yeah. pretty cool. So. Now, this is the laser lance. That is the that laser is gun. Laser. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if that's the exact name, but that's what it's it not, is. It's not, but yeah. it looks like that. That's what it is called, laser something. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's laser gun. There you go. It's the so, laser gun. It's the laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, um, I think what everyone's really talking about is the uh, the new uh, Dominus class yeah. uh, knights, which are which are the big gun-toting, like, mini actual, like, knight, or mini uh, titan yeah. Um, they're not actually that much bigger than a regular knight, but they're, they're not. But they're kid. They're, they're formatted. Beefy. Yeah. Like the same as like you would like a warlord titan or something like that. Like they're just gunboats. They have guns all over them. Um, the community site has gone through a couple of the rules for them. Um, so I think we can kind of touch on yeah, that first. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think the important thing is to look at their uh, their stats. I don't know where you have this in Harry's, but um, it's scroll up. You just passed it. Scroll down. You put that ball mouse to use. I man. know. I can't. I can't read. It's too far. Um, scroll down. So, uh, I don't think we have the, the actual stats. It's uh, oh, strength 88, 28 wounds, 4 attacks, 3 up saves. So, it's right. not that much different than a regular knight. And when you see the model, mm -hmm. you'll understand. It's not that much bigger than a regular knight. Yeah. So. And it moves slower, too. Yep. So. 
It does, all that yeah. Extra armor um, and, it has the same ion guns. save, all that kind of good stuff. Like we were talking, how it's not that much more difficult to kill. It's also the weapon skill is also lower, but they don't have any melee really. But they have the kicks. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, they're only weapon skill four as opposed to three. So. Right. So, what? How many more wounds is that than the normal one? Is four, it four more. Okay. So you get four extra wounds, but the the armaments that you can take is the real like. This is a bristle. Like you might have an issue if you can't deal with it. Um. So a couple things they kind of touched on. Um. The one that really got me was the uh, the conflagration or conflagration cannon. Yeah. Which is eighteen inch range, like basically a heavy flamer type deal, but it's heavy three d six, strength seven, AP two, damage two. Um, it's extreme. As any other flamer, it automatically hits the target. Yeah. It's pretty good. So you want to get close to that thing, you might want to double think yeah. about your strategy. Because I mean, I'm just imagining like my Green Knight Terminators coming just down. Whoosh, He's just like, on. Just take him off the board, sir. <laughs> You're like, that's how I'm used to that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about his other weapon because his other weapon is so crazy. This is, I mean, they have a lot, a lot of just well, there's, insane there's... damage amount uh, weapons. But the one that I think a lot of people are talking about is the harpoon. Yeah, this the one I love. This harpoon. Gun. It's only 12 inch range though. So but, so again, like if well, you get close to 10, it, though, it's 22 inch range. Fair enough. Is it? Oh, is it? You get a plus. When well, he, moves, he 10. moves ten, right? Yeah. If he moves and shoots at a twenty-two yeah. inch range, yeah. So it's, it's not like you're not shooting it on the first turn if you go first, but no, it's it. But read what it does because it's ridiculous. Okay, so it. this here's the stats: the heavy one shot, uh, strength is sixteen, AP six, strength, uh, damage ten, a flat damage ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if it hits, if it hits a vehicle or a monster, um. It also does an extra D3 mortal wounds if it just hits. So uh, pretty much most vehicles in the game, it's a one hit or quitter. Right. You're dead. Yeah. Or you're like, I'm going to fly my my hype tyrant in close. Like, yeah. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's an yeah. all or nothing attack. Like if they, if yeah. they have an invul save, they can make the invul save and right. stop it. But like any kind of normal tank, most <laughs> yeah. of them, it's one shot dead. Yeah. Because you're going to hit on a three... Uh, of course, you're gonna reroll that with a with a some ability if you yeah. can. You're gonna be wounding on a two against almost well, anything. I mean, when you're shooting at vehicles and monsters, you get to reroll failed hit rolls. Yeah, know? yeah, I forgot about that. So. Right, it's reliably yes. going to smoke whatever. Dude, it, it's scary for anything big like yeah. Mortarians on the right. table. He's like, leave that, keep yeah. that thing away from me. And again, that's just one of its weapons. It, right. he, yeah. he comes with the flamer and this. Yeah. And then of course the five other guns. All the different. Yeah. So it has it has weapon hard points. Um so it is like a titan in that like you choose like it has you can choose different types of hard weapons to put down. Um the one that uh, I love is the uh, the the missile shield breaker missiles. shield breaker missiles um which I believe Frankie said it could take um four. Could take up to four. Yeah. Okay. And uh just in its own right it's a it's a heavy one 48 inch range so it should be able to really touch anything on the board. Um, uh, strength 10, AP 4, damage D6. Um, they are only one-shot use, but... They ignore invulnerable saves. Yeah, ignore invulnerable saves. And there's also a stratagem you can use um, called the uh, Oathbreaker Guidance System, uh, where you can target a character even if you can't see it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, remember, you can only do this once per turn. Yes. Uh, but... Because a lot of people are really fretting about, like, Demon Princes and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> like... You're not going to kill a demon person one shot, obviously, but it, usually two. Mm -hmm. It's dead. It doesn't matter if it's screened or not. Uh, for a lot of Asha Militarum characters, mm -hmm. it's instant death. <laughs> you're just gone. Or Space Marine characters. I mean, you have I mean, an, anything, really. Yeah, you're right. I mean, anything. you have to roll pretty high, but yes. Yeah. It's it's very, very, very good. 
Yes. And then don't forget, you also have two twin link meltaguns. Yep. And you have the the D three damage uh, cannons. Right. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of firepower here. This is, it does yeah. a lot of cool stuff. I mean, it has stratagems that boost other Imperial units around it. So they have something called the Ion Aegis, um, where it's a two uh, command point uh, stratagem. Uh, any uh, Imperial units that are within uh, six inches, wholly within six inches of the uh, the Dominus class uh, knight gets a five of impulsive. Yep. Pretty good. Turn them into a... Uh, uh, yeah, so if you're ringing shield. it with... Um, shield or die. If you're ringing it with um, conscripts or something like that to like, you know, stop them from getting charged with something nasty, um, they're all skinned the five up, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Extremely strong. And then the other version has the plat the super plasma gun. Yes. Um, and the... Uh, I can't remember what the other cannon is. Um, it's the Siege Breaker cannon. The twin Siege Breaker yeah, cannon. Yeah, which is uh, heavy 2D3. No, no, that's the little gun. It's the Volcano Lance. That's it. Oh, right, it's right. That's the what the mini it's Shadow Sword yeah. cannon. Um, 3D3 damage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Heavy D6, strength 14, AP5, 3D3 damage. Yeah. And you can reroll failed wound rolls when targeting Titanic units. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty good. And heavy D6, yeah, you might just take something like... If somebody's like a lone shadow sword sitting there and you're like, oh, I got first turn. Oh, hello. Yeah, there. that game is, is going to be so no. funny. The shadow sword versus knight. You're like, I think the shadow sword actually wins the fight. Whoever shoots first shoots last. Like, you're yeah. going to win. Because you shoot that and then you overcharge the plasma um, weapon. And who knows? Maybe there's other things in the book we're not seeing yet that can even right. make these things better. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you probably kill it in one shot because the shadow sword doesn't have an invul save. No. So you're just like <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it was nuclear kills yeah. everything around it. Right. It's like ah, oh, well, the, good game, sir. Shield breaker missiles. All that stuff. And then so this yep. guy does have uh, he can explode even bigger, um, which is pretty funny. And then we won't right. we'll just leave it at that. But um, yeah, the regular knights. You can are, always get lucky and make your invul saves against the shadow sword. Yeah. Right. Yes. But the shadow sword is just none. just taking it. No. <laughs> just getting. That's why I wanted to have a Talarn shadow sword. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, I will start in reserve. Yes. That is co the correct answer. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I played against the Shadow Sword at the London GT, and yeah. he got first turn, and I was like, well, sir, which vehicle would you like me to take off the table? He's like, that one. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> we'll be doing this well, again I mean, next this turn. Well, I mean, this is a good counter to people. Yeah. I mean, like like Frankie, the guy who takes uh, three, you know, even with two Shadow Swords, is going to have a, a hard time, I feel, uh, dealing with that because you have the uh, invul save. Yeah. It it's a good time. counter. It's a good counter to it because you see a lot. Of, um, of Bane Blades. Oh, yeah. Right I, now. I'm okay with that. I like, I think it's fun to have the, the big tanks on the table. I, I enjoy it personally. Right. But, but it's uh, good to have a counter yeah. to yes. it. Because, like, you go against that with your one Bane Blade, you're like, oh, yeah. you know. So, I mean, this is really exciting stuff. <clears throat> yeah. The, the regular knights, they're largely unchained and uh, changed in terms of stats and everything, the weapon options. But the cool thing is now you have the different household special rules, which they haven't really gone into yet. Um, but that is in the codex. So, you know. How are we going to go with the painting of the models compared on household uh, rules? As long as you distinguish who's who, yeah. that's all okay. that matters. I mean, the good thing is there's not going to be a ton of knights on the yeah. table anyway. Yeah. So. And if you want regular knights, uh, including, it looks like, Renegade Knights, Ooh. Uh, the box set Renegade is being re-released with new packaging and a new terrain kit. Boom. And the new terrain kit. Now, that, the kit is a really good deal. It's two mm -hmm. knights terrain. It, yeah. it also has a little mini game in it that's mm -hmm. really cool. So that's a really good value. That's going to be really popular. If you want to get that, get it right away when the uh, I'm sure comes up. It's going to sell out, sell out. probably. Yeah. Uh, but the new terrain kit's really cool, too. It repairs the knights. It, um, yeah, it can new. replenish lost like shield breaker missiles. But the rule that I think is the best is that you can make a, the like random number of shot weapons max 
So your your battle cannon automatically does twelve shots. (laughs) Really good. That's pretty good. Really good. So he just sits there. He's just like. Is it only knights or is it any imperial units? I can't remember. I think it's just knights. Dang. So you can't put a shadow sword there. Uh, <laughs> I just park I it underneath it. So, yeah. Can you put this yeah, on a sky shield landing pad? <laughs> yes. And then put no. a knight on top of that. Yes. Okay. Just, just keep going. Hey, there's no rule. No rules. Because no he can't. Okay. Uh, really exciting stuff. And when we get to the comments section at the end of the show, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have about knights. Uh, well, not any questions. Based off of what's been released right, yeah, on the community yeah, side, because yeah, it's still can. on pre-order. It uh, hasn't even gone pre-order yet. But this is all really cool and exciting stuff. But big, probably bigger news. Mm. Absolutely bigger news, actually, is uh, there's been a ton of reveals about the new edition of Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Uh, exciting stuff, right? Like the yeah. the game is getting to- not totally rebooted, but some pretty significant changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a big deal, right? Like a new edition for the game is yeah. uh, going to change things significantly, right? Like we haven't anything had anything like this since the first General's Handbook. So right. Frankie's been uh, boning up on it, and uh, let's talk about what we can expect. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a huge change. I think it's it's probably like uh, fifth to six for 40K. Um, it sounds like they're changing all sorts of things. Uh, the way priority works now, if you because I guess they were seeing a lot of ties and then they would keep re-rolling. Now if you get a tie, whoever's turn it wasn't goes to the other player. So uh, a little harder to get that double turn, um, which I think is good. Um, they're also adding in, uh, or not adding in summoning, but um, they're changing the way it works. Now you don't have to pay reinforcements points, which I think is right. one of the biggest changes they're doing. Yeah. Um, like we saw with 6th and 7th, summoning free points was crazy. It was yeah. all over the place, getting new units on the table. Right. Um, so now they're introducing that into yeah. Age of Sigmar. Which I, I, <laughs> I have there, mixed feelings. There's mixed feelings, but there was also the whole reinforcement points thing really kind of like made it so a lot of stuff you would never take like yeah. at all like yeah. like the screaming bell right all these things like you like would have to say well if i'm bringing this again if you don't know the screaming bell has you roll a d a 2d6 at the beginning of turn and depending on what the roll is you can bring things onto the table and it's random right so yeah. but the things that you could possibly bring onto the table if you wanted to do that you would actually have to bring them in your army and set them aside and you might never roll those dice yeah. it's really weird like how it works so you would never bring it so um, yeah, it I, is, this really it, solves that. It's interesting. You're seeing it in 40K too. Like you're not seeing a lot of people summoning or anything like that because you have to pay the points for it. Mm-hmm. And there is always that possibility that it might not go off. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a lot of the things in Age of Sigmar though, it's, it's almost guaranteed to go off. Like you have to use resource points <clears> and stuff <throat> like that or command points. And then you can summon in new units. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be as prevalent as it was in 40k. So you're not going to be seeing like, I just added a thousand points to my army. It's going to be more like I added one or two units to my army during the in, game. In the whole game. Right? At that point, uh, it's probably not that big of a deal, but it is a big change. Like the people are going to be paying or playing with more points than their opponents. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, they're also introducing command points, which is uh, big. That's new for Age of Sigmar. Yep. Um, it used to be only your general could use command abilities or there would be other special abilities to where other people could. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they're all going to be able to use their command abilities with command points. Um, they have the, they've updated the original command abilities that you could do. Um, now you can do inspiring uh, presence yeah. in either player's turn, so you don't have to go first for it to work. Yep. That was always I always thought that was silly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I went second, silly. and I have a horde army. Well, <laughs> sick. Cool. Go ahead, I'm gonna get me. wasted. Yeah. But now it only works on one unit. Yeah. So, uh, pros and cons. Uh, at the double. 
get an automatic six on your run. This is it's great good. for objectives. <laughs> and what, what's forward to victory do? Uh, I don't know. Oh, reroll charge. Yeah, there you go. If you're within 12 inches of a, a hero, or six inches of a hero, 12 inches of your general. Yeah. So, I mean, and this is what offsets the summoning thing. Because when we first saw the, the summoning is free, we were like, oh, no. Not again. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. please don't. Like, that was awful. <laughs> there and was no rules. It was awful. No rules. In 6th and 7th edition 40K, that was hands down one of the worst things in the game. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I brought on another 5,000 points of stuff. You're like, oh. Yeah. No yeah. one finished games. It was awful. But I think the fact that you have to use command points to like, usually you have to use command points to make a trigger. You have to do stuff. It's yeah, it's it's different things. It works for different ways. Like uh, Slanesh, uh, for every wound you do to guys, but don't kill them, you get like special points that mm -hmm. you can use for summoning. Right. Um, I think uh, death. It's for every unit they lose, they get points to summon. They right. have command abilities that boost that. Are they gonna call? Are um, they are they called like summoning points? So like you uh, actually no, have it's, like it's different for each faction. Yeah. So it's different. The corn um, gets like blood tithe or something yeah, like that. Uh, uh, the lizard men they get um, they just get special abilities that they can use every turn. Yeah, and um, it's not. It's just it it's stuff. just factions that already had a summoning ability. Like, uh, right? I think everybody, everybody can, yeah. Um, really? So even like free people will have something like, I don't like know. reinforcements? They, they haven't touched on it yet, but it sounds yeah. like everybody's getting it. Okay. So. It's like maybe the Makes wizards sure. get an ability to do it. Yeah, right, so it's probably right, like right, a right. teleporting. They're like teleporting guys down to like help okay. or something. Yeah, like we, it's, we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm definitely the most wary about this because bringing extra crap onto the table for free, like people hated it yeah. in 7th mm -hmm. edition. Like well, battle company, it's inherently and all that not stuff. fair as it well. Is, it's yeah. like here, I'm bringing in. A, we're, we're playing a two thousand point game, but now yeah. I have twenty five hundred points. You don't have it. That's yeah. that's literally the game is over. That's yeah. not fair at that point. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it but plays it'll be out. interesting. I mean, they're yeah. changing all sorts of things. There's all sorts of new spells. They have <laughs> endless spells. Yeah, let's um, talk about that. So there's mm -hmm. there's spells that you can summon onto the table, and it's base, it's a model. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have, those models have special abilities. Your opponent can unsummon the model. Um, they well, can then, also move the model. Yeah, like yeah. The, the crazy thing is, is like the, they summon like a the model, right? Yeah. Like the purple son of Shaiish is the one that we have on here. And if it, it moves nine inches and if it moves over you for every model on a six, it take and the model dies. It's not yeah. a model when you like literally kill a model. Yep. Yeah, it, Jaws of the World Wolf. It's, yeah. Yeah. Woo, it's bad. Again, not as good. Not as good, but still and then the thing is I like if it, if it hits a, a, a model with a wound characteristic of ten or more on a six, six it does two D six mortal wounds. Yeah. Like Holy shnikes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty good, but again, it has to move over, guys. It only moves nine inches. Um, well, there are it, some things. If it's it. within an inch, it does it too. Yeah. But your opponent can move it. Yeah. That's the thing that's really like weird slash interesting is like the person who goes <clears throat> go second gets to move it first. So you can summon it and then it can just go right back at you and yeah. blow up your own guys. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how these are gonna work. There's another one that they showed off to where you can like teleport, um, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, it seems like there's a lot of new like teleporting abilities, which yeah. is pretty neat. Um, <coughs> uh, they showed off the new shooting rules as well. So this is a nice change. Uh, guys that are in combat can't shoot out of combat, but Yay. they can still shoot into combat, and you can still shoot into combat as well. Um, which well, that so, needed to happen. Yeah, like that yeah. was so weird when you're like shooting someone across the table. <clears throat> Why guys trying to like kill you? Yeah, I don't know. The one thing I still don't understand is I, I first of all I do appreciate these new rules for the shooting 100. percent But why was there why is there no penalty for shooting into combat? Like why couldn't they have said you shouldn't? On, be able why to couldn't shoot they say on a one you hit your own guys? Yeah. Like that that would have been an easy across every single faction thing. If you you can shoot into combat, 
But on a one, you you hit your own. Yeah. I don't think you should do it anyway. Right. Like, but it would be a trade off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at least there would be like a th you would have to think about it. It's just or every time you miss, you hit one of your own guys or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the rules were so loosey goosey in the beginning. Right. Like people are like, oh, you, there's no restrictions on shooting in, out, out of in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it's, and now it's a part of the change. game, yeah. but it's like I, I do think it's silly that like. There's like a swirling melee, and you're like picking like out fire the, bad the guys. Yeah. But so it's like the elves in like Lord of the Rings, where they just take <laughs> yeah. you know hit all the, yeah, the orcs when yeah. their, their swordsmen are fighting him. I mean, whatever. Like it, it's a part of the game. Yeah. It, it doesn't break the game. It just definitely feels yeah. weird. Um, right. They're also changing uh, magic now. You can unbind within 30 inches. Oh, so that's a big God. change. That's, yeah. good. that's really <laughs> good change. because of. Like the range was way too short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You like I like very rarely yeah. got to unbind stuff unless it was like an aggressive wizard that was coming right at me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They also changed uh, arcane bolt. Uh, now only does one mortal wound, or if it goes off on a what ten, 10 it does uh, it D3. does D three. Um, and then they also changed uh, mystic shield to where it's a uh, reroll save rolls of one. Instead of plus Instead one, of save. plus one. So that's a pretty big change. Well, they're saying they did it because they wanted to encourage people to use different um, to mm -hmm. use their their. Custom spells instead of the yeah. generic ones because people were just spamming, you Mystic know, shield, which yeah. or, 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 <coughs> or whatever. It's sounding like they're gonna have like seven spells per realm and then seven yeah. artifacts nice. per realm and seven. The, the realm, like they're having seven of each of these special help. things in each realm, which is crazy. That's so much new like information. Here. It's, oh, it's good. It doesn't help so, the match play though. Well, like, the realms are gonna play a bigger part of the game now. It yeah. sounds like like it sounds yeah. like it's almost like your chapter tactics. Yeah, you have to right? pick which realm you're from. You yeah. can only choose artifacts from that realm and stuff like that. So okay. Um, so it sounds like, but we also got lookout, sir, which is that, I think this, this is I like. Great. This, this is one's the, great. one of the biggest yeah. best things in the game. 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, you must uh, subtract one from it rolls made for uh, missile weapons if they target uh, an enemy hero within three inches of the enemy. Yeah. It just makes them a bit, it makes your low level heroes a little bit more survivable. Yeah. getting just picked off by like a cannon shot or. Which is what I, yeah. I do that all the time with my free yeah. peoples. I'm like, oh, here's my rocket. Yeah. Here's yeah. your banner bearer running. He's like, ah, I can't, I'm going to shoot him with a cannon. Nope. Yeah. And it's funny because in the fluff too, they're like the rockets are terribly inaccurate. I'm like, nope, watch this. Oh, like, like, three boom. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think this is great. This I think this one. is an awesome rule. It makes actually, your, your heroes a lot more resilient. I don't think this is going far enough, really. Yeah, I mean, you can't actually look out like Sir, like in uh, old 40K, but... It's good to be um, able to still hit still the minus one to hit. But minus one makes it... I don't know, because my artillery, I'm hitting on twos or threes. Yeah, but you're like the exception. Like That's because most they, people they keep forgetting that twos. Most people are hitting are on like thing. fours. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> so now I was just sitting there, I was like, so. I'm still going to do the exact same thing I did before. Yeah. Yeah, your army's broken. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty broken. <laughs> well, I'm not, I hit on threes, I won't on twos. It's funny that people don't think they're as good as they are, but the free people are like, they're almost as broken as each. If you play them correctly, it's like devastating. Remember the last time we played and you were charging me like a million Zangors and it was just like whoosh, just all dead. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <sighs> well, they get to Overwatch, which is yes. crazy. Mm -hmm. So you get two shooting phases. Yeah. And yep. Your shooting usually wipes out a unit when it shoots by it's, itself. So. Well, when you're hitting on twos and wounding on twos. Yeah, I hear it's pretty good. It's pretty good. They even talk because I helped write the article for free people. It's on the, the Warhammer community site. It's always fun when I get a chance to do that. And they were like picking out some of the combos. <clears throat> They're like 60 shots, hitting on twos, wounding on twos is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it is. Real good. <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's not bad. Um, um, but then they talk about a bunch of new uh, magic items, um, like new swords that do D3 more wounds on sixes, um, all sorts of goodness. Like, 84 it, new items. That's the ridiculous. The Sunderblade. Yeah. Mm, like I love it. It's crazy. And then <clears throat> they show off uh, one of the ways that you're going to be able to get command points. 
are on like a five plus, you get a mm -hmm. command point. So, and so with a relic. Yeah, with a relic. And so it's, it's cool the because uh, Astro Militarum relic. Yeah. yeah. You get a command point automatically every because it's different than 40k. Like yeah. in, in Age of Sigmar, mm -hmm. you get them every turn. Mm -hmm. So you get one every turn, period. And then you get another one for having a battalion. Mm -hmm. And then you get more for like things like this, like the free people. Yeah, if your characters will start coming along and give yeah. you command points when they redo them mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Well, like yeah. the free people get off their generals on the table on a five up, you get a command point every turn. Okay. Yeah. So, and, like, everyone's getting this kind of like stuff right yeah. to like get more command points because now you have to use command points to activate your command abilities mm -hmm. however you can activate as many command abilities per turn as you have points yep and there's a ton of new command abilities so like it's this is a huge update like this is it's a different game the game yeah, for sure it's a different game and um, i think it, most of it i think is for the better i'm really little on the fence about the summoning mm -hmm. yeah I, the I summoning know, feels like a bit much but we'll see. i think with the changes to like unbinding and you're able to unbind farther i don't think the summoning is going to be as big of a deal because now psychic powers aren't as prevalent or spells yeah, or spells yeah yeah because you have you have more ability to shut them down and then they often a lot of times you have to use a command point to even do it yeah so yeah i mean it it, it looks scary right now but you need, we need to play and then we'll have a better idea of uh, how effective it is or is not. Yeah. So yeah, like a lot of exciting stuff. Age of Sigmar Second Edition looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I know a lot of people have been writing in excited. They're switching their SoCal Open tickets over to play mm -hmm. Age of Sigmar and stuff like that. So all these changes are gonna good. be really good for yeah. competitive play. I think like, so. There's still a few things that I'm not super happy with, but <clears throat> everything so far sounds like a really good step in the right direction in terms of yeah. fine-tuning the competitive playing i think we're going to see a big boost in, in attendance even though we've already been seeing it it's been steadily year. increasing yeah, yeah. and I, the, really the, the one that i think is going to have the most impact is just the priority role like yeah. giving a slightly more likely chance for the other person to win priority mm -hmm. means they'll get less double turns mm -hmm. i think that's nothing but a good thing because yeah, the double turn is the most contentious rule in the game right double turn is just yeah people love it or they hate it yeah you love it when you get it well, think of, like, I built my army to get the double turn, right? That's the mm -hmm. whole shtick, right? Mm -hmm. You go second, and then you try to get the double turn. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, like, some of the, like, the persistent spells, it's supposed to encourage you to not always go second because, or to not always try and go for the double turn because the other person can send your spell back at you and all this stuff. So, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's good that they're, they're taking steps to try and mitigate it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, see soon. It should, well, be, it should be out soon. Yeah. yeah. They, they say it's coming out in June. June so. Yeah. All right, Las Vegas Open. Can't believe it. Registration already coming around the corner. Uh, registration will open on this coming Monday, mm -hmm. June 4th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, it always sneaks up on us, but here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, we do anticipate some of these events are going to sell out immediately, uh, especially like the 40K narrative. That's going to be gone. Last year it was gone in hours. Yeah. And we expect that it's going to happen again. Um, 40k championships uh, it sells out every year we expect it's going to sell out quicker than it ever has because we're not adding space right. this is the first year we're not increasing the size of the event mm -hmm. we've kind of capped out at 512 for the time being so uh, please don't wait right yeah. some of the events no big deal you can take your time to buy the ticket mm -hmm. right no don't worry but the, the big things like the high roller package um, which half of them are already gone Yep. Uh, if you buy a high roller package, you get an early registration for the next year. That already occurred. Mm -hmm. So there's half of them are already gone, right? It's going to be gone in minutes in yeah. all likelihood. Yep. So if you want a high roller package, please do not wait to get one of those 40K champs. I would say Age of Sigmar champs is yeah. going to be really popular this yeah, year. Yeah, especially this year. Yeah. yeah. 
with second edition coming out, people are excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, War Machine, Shadespire. Uh, Shadespire. Yeah. It didn't sell out last year, but it's. I only imagine but it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the package deals will be gone immediately. Uh, I'll be mm-hmm. shocked if they last the week. Yep. Uh, and the package deals, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. it's uh, like a, a con badge, 40K Champs, 40K Sunday RTT, and a t-shirt. And uh, sometimes I think it's even a mug, too. Yeah. That's in the a glass. Like a discount. Yeah. A glass, yeah. And it's at a discount. It's like you basically get, like, you save like 30 bucks uh, by buying the package deal. So mm-hmm. uh, don't wait if you want those. They go really quickly. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of fun. Really, really cool deal. So get excited. It's going to be amazing. Get Get pumped. Biggest LBO ever. I guarantee it will be. Events around the world have been growing and growing and growing. Do you know what I'm really looking forward to? Hmm. The breakfast buffet. Buga de Beppo on the ground floor. (laughs) It actually is really Every year. This is a hidden secret. (laughs) You guys want an amazing breakfast buffet that's like never crowded. That's it. And that's funny because it's an Italian restaurant. But it's only open for that breakfast buffet. Or you could, you know, <laughs> you could support the event and buy breakfast at the event. You could do that, or no. or both. Overrated. Or both. You have first breakfast, uh, no, and no, second breakfast. There you go. You're a hobbit. The, and the thing is, like, too, like Vegas. Vegas is famous for buffets. Like yes. the the one at the Rio is amazing. I think uh, the one at Paris is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The one in Caesars is the famous. That's the one yeah, with like an Caesar's hour and a half, like two hour wait, yeah. and it's like mm. eighty bucks. But it's, it's, they have like lobster and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the the cuisine in Vegas is, is world class. Oh yeah, it's like, absolutely amazing. At my age now, that's what I actually look forward to is going the all the new restaurants. Yeah, great. when I get there, a lot of people yeah. do. Um, they have a, a whiskey house there that has like some of the best whiskeys in the world. Yeah. Uh, Top Golf is super duper fun. Yeah. Machine you know, gun shooting. You can. Ooh. Frankie shot a saw last time we were there. Can that's you shoot funny. a missile launcher? Uh, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I but so. dude, seeing that saw in action was crazy. Dude, the saw was fun. That yeah. was fun. I'm not a big gun guy. Frankie yeah. grew up shooting, yeah. and so did you, actually, too. I did. Yeah. And, but that was crazy, and it's just down the street from yeah. where yeah. we're at. I guess yeah. what we're saying yeah. is that like there's so much to do in oh, Vegas. Yeah. Like if you're planning, if you need to want to plan a vacation, yeah. come out to Las Vegas Open, play 40k. Yeah. Significant other spouses can come. You bring your kids. I mean, yeah. Vegas is not so kid friendly anymore, but it, it you is. Know, I mean, um, you, it's becoming it more and more actually. Yeah. yeah. It, it can be kid friendly if you want it to be, but we, we yeah. generally don't recommend bringing your, your to your, Vegas. Your kids it seems to this. it seems a lot different now, but yeah. it's it's fun. I mean, like you know, the shows are amazing. The hotel is like, at where the tournament is. Yeah, yeah. so like, you literally go down the elevator and you're there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we do recommend staying at the hotel very very much. Obviously, we need people to stay at the hotel, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. central located. It's like you can go to every hotel within walking distance. Yeah, you're on the strip. Uh, and if you want to book your hotel room, the link is available right now. Uh, go ahead and click through it. Don't wait. And don't wait. Yeah. It does fill up. Um, so please do book your room. Yeah. And uh, it, you're supporting the con too by staying at the event because we need to book a certain number of rooms. We don't. No more LVO. So yeah. uh, it's really, it would just take one year. Yeah, it would. Ooh. If we took a bath yeah. one year, that'd be it because yeah. uh, we'd be bankrupt. Yeah. So we but, just take showers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no baths. Financial bath. But uh, it's going to be an amazing event. Please don't wait to grab those big tickets. Mm-hmm. We do have so much more going on this year. Uh, we wrote yeah. a big uh, promo piece. You can see that on the blog. But uh, tons of artists are yeah. coming out yeah. to uh, teach hobby mm-hmm. seminars. And we do have our Las Vegas Open Painting Championship. We gave out a cash prize uh, last year or this year. And um, it's going to be even bigger and better uh, in years to come. 
that's very exciting. So if you want to uh, sign up for any of those classes, please don't wait to do so. Yeah. Remember, GW seminar is Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Tons of reveals. You'll get to see all the stuff coming out before anybody else does. Yep. Really, really fun. Also, of course, always the social events, which are a blast. Uh, casual gaming, the 40K narrative is amazing. Mm -hmm. The 40K friendly sells out every year now, too. Uh, super duper fun. You only play two games a day. Is the Night Joust still going on? Of course. Night Joust with all the new knights? Ooh. Night Joust. The Night Joust is yeah. such a fun... Just, how many event. harpoons are going to get yeah. shot yeah. in the yeah. Night Joust? Every year, the person that wins the Night Joust has the stock knight. Yeah. Every single year, it's just been like night power. Some guy was like hiding behind. Yeah. There's one guy yeah. left. He's like, gotcha. Shoots in the back. Yeah. The, be <laughs> the, best, the best year, still, without question, mm -hmm. the best year for the Night Joust was a year that a kid, like a, a kid won. He was like, he was oh, not even a teenager. He was like 12 or something. Mm -hmm. First thing he did was blow up his dad. Yeah. His <laughs> he just turns his eyes like, <laughs> boom. And then he, he had a regular night and everyone else was trying to like hide and play coy. And he was just like, oh, <laughs> Won the whole thing. I might do it this year. It's such a fun it's event because you can spend the year like yeah. putting together your custom night. Yeah. Like yeah. really like put a lot of detail into it. And then that one, yeah. you're just, you're popping tables like Arena of Champions right there. Yeah. It, it does is, suck if you're like popped immediately, but like, eh. It's such a cheap yeah. event too. And it's just super fun. Yeah. The winner gets a night and it's last night standing wins. Yeah. Yep. And it's gotten so big now because it used to be a grand melee where it was all nights at the same time. But it's gotten so big now that we have to it's run like heats. There. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the you know the survivor goes on until there's one. Yeah, it's really cool. And it doesn't take very <laughs> yeah. long either. It's really yeah. it's super fun. Yeah. Super fun event. And we could go on and on. There's bolt action, X wing, all the infinities. Infinities huge. gotten huge. Malifaux yeah. was giant this year. Yeah. Uh, tons and tons to do. Can mm -hmm. play Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. There's open gaming, demo games, tons of vendors. Yeah. We had a VR uh, setup this year where you could you could put on this helmet mm -hmm. and you were a space marine. Yeah, I did it. It was really it was, cool. I didn't get a chance to do it. I was running around. It was much. crazy. Like the um, I've never actually done a VR before, and so they had a the la la basically they have you like go through a spaceship, cool, everything's cool. But you're, you're actually exercise. walking and stuff. Yeah, and so they have you go out into an open space and you look out and it's just the scale. Like obviously it's it's you look it looks like you're in a video game, right? It's not yeah. life like realistic, but like the scale and the depth. It's like amazing. It's like you've stood outside yeah. and you're just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I, did, I wanted yeah. to try it so bad. I just didn't have a chance yeah. to. Not sure if yeah. they'll be back, but if they are, we'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. And then the year that uh, Eric had his the augmented reality. Yeah. yeah. Cool you put too. on the glasses, then you had your flamer template and set on fire. It was yeah. like That's too crazy. cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, make sure to mark your calendar at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Las Vegas Open 2019 registration. Mm -hmm. Remember, the popular events sell out very, very quickly. Don't wait. Please grab your tickets. If you can't go, uh, tickets are fully refundable up until 30 days before the event. Within that 30-day window, they're transferable. You can sell it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it, you can buy with confidence that you're not, like, stuck yeah. uh, if your plans change, if life changes on you. Mm -hmm. So we have a bunch of ITC events coming up this weekend, including uh, two majors, mm -hmm. the Bug Eater GT in Omaha, Nebraska. It's a well-known event. It's been going forever. I haven't made it out there myself yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. it. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. And then there's another major, the TBMC ITC GT. Ooh. Wow, that's I love it. I like it. Alphabet soup, baby. Yeah. Uh, and that's in Ontario, I'm assuming Canada? No. Because uh, there's Ontario's... Sudbury, yeah, Ontario. It's Canada. Yeah, Canada. it's got to be Canada. There's, a, there's events all around the world, too. And that was really cool when we were at the LGT, how many people were stoked. Because a lot of people hadn't even heard of the ITC yet, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. Because yeah. to us, it's such a part of our life that we're like, oh, yeah. But there was people from, like, Italy and stuff, and they're like... Well, what is this? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was hoping because we jumped in to help with registration, so we yeah. met almost everybody. 
And uh, one guy was like, I signed him in. It was perfect. Dude, he's like, is it, is it, am I done? I'm like, yeah. He's like, perfecto. And I was like, that, I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Nailed it. Um, and it was cool because a lot of people got introduced to it. So I think yeah. even more people are going to get excited. But so yeah. many people came up and they were really juiced, man. Like they were oh, yeah. really juiced. Uh, we got to meet James, who was yeah. the number one UK um, ITC uh, participant. Yeah. He was such a nice ITC guy. ITC is taking off mm-hmm. in the UK. It is. There's, I mean, Those just right stoked, now, I mean, there's yeah. three, it looks like there's three events in the UK yeah. this yeah. weekend alone. Well, a lot of them you didn't know, realize that. Australia's blown up. Also, Australia's yeah. gone bananas. Actually, a bunch of New Zealand uh, Kiwis have been reaching out. They want their own ranking because yeah. they don't want to get lumped in with the Aussies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. I was like, oh, yeah, they sound like, so similar. Uh, uh, like the way they talk. Yeah. Kiwis don't like to be confused with Aussies. It's like Canadians and Americans. They're like, I am not an American. I'm Canadian. Yeah, We're like, come sound, on, man. sound alike. Yeah. Almost, yeah. almost as much freedom. Almost. Hey. Hey. But, uh, they, just, they just don't appreciate it as much. Yeah. That's true. Well, it's cool because a lot of the, the, the people we spoke to didn't realize you could do like ETC format and still score ITC points. Yeah. Like, we do whatever care. you want. We don't care. No rules. I mean, it's nice if you use the ITC format because it makes it easy, but you don't have to. No. Like, it's just funny how often we repeat it and how often people just don't. They think that you have, yeah. Yeah. They think we're trying to like tell everybody what to do. And we're like, no. Yeah. No, not at all. We just want people to play and have fun. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, ton of events coming up. We also have some Age of Sigmar events coming up, including two GTs mm-hmm. in the month of June, which is the Age of Arsenal, the Age of the Arsenal Grand Tournament at the Gamers Arsenal. That makes sense. That's uh, just north of us, just down the street. And yeah. the Flying Monkey GT, which uh, is coming up. They also have a forty k event, and that's an awesome event too. Yeah, and that's in Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. All right, current top five ITC forty k competitive track. Dun dun dun. Boom. Josh Taft has been dethroned. And he was at the LGT. He, he did really well. He only he only lost one game. Yep, his first game with all Admech. Yep. But Matt Root literally had to just go to one event. Yes, he did, and he did. <laughs> and now Doctor Root. <laughs> he didn't just doctor. shut us up. I'm sure he's like, ah, oh, fine, I'll go and just <laughs> yeah. get, a, get a few points. Uh, Josh won with yeah. a really interesting, ad, or didn't win. He played with a, a really interesting Admech list too. Yeah. Go check out his list because he always brings weird lists. And cool, and I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I thought that was neat. Yeah, he, an electro priest. And yeah, all he had like cool sixty things. electro yeah. priests. Yeah, they're really good. They are extremely good. Uh, and Matt Root, congratulations to Doctor Root. He is now a doctor. Uh, he is leading the pack. Doctor Matt. Jo- doctor. Doctor Matt. Mister Doctor. Doctor Orc. What kind of are, are those orcs, or are they not? I don't know. Ooh. It's confusing. Uh, Josh Death is in second. T.J. Lanigan in third. Mitch Pelham. Uh, now writing for Frontline Gaming. Uh, excited about that. He's a very good player and nice guy. He's in fourth and Bruce Merker in fifth. Congratulations. Nice. ITC Hobby Track, Sean Prosser jumping out in first place, uh, followed by Chris Boss. Uh, both of them have three events under their belt, so well done. James Kelling in third, Eric Nelson in fourth, and Antonio Sedonia. Sedano. Sedano, I think there's an Inye. No, Sedano. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume there. Say, it's Sedano. Because Sedano uh, doesn't sound right. Sounds Italian. Sedano. Antonio. It could be. It could be. You're right. Mm. It, mm. it means male mermaid, says Mariana, with the fun fact. Yeah. I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> uh, AOS, ITC, top 10 competitive track. Our very own local boy, James Thomas, is mm-hmm. in first place with a commanding 40-point lead. Wow. Yeah. Good job, James. Followed by Matt Jones in second, Josh Harvey in third, another local, Jarrett Sizueta in fourth, and Michigan's pride, yes. Joe Cryer <laughs> in fifth place. I love Joe. Yeah. Uh, good it's funny because all of those guys at the top 
are extremely visible in the Age of Sigmar community. They are very much so, yeah. yeah. And then, well, you know what? Let's throw a bone out there. Our friend Alex Gonzalez, the vegan from the West. I like all these people. Vlad Nika is still on the list. Yeah. You gotta, it doesn't matter vampire. if he's number nine. Yeah. Well, they were seeing a lot of new names, which is great. Vlad yeah. Nika is number one in my heart. He is. So he's my favorite vampire. Yeah. Uh, Hobby Track, uh, ITC, we have Frank Deloach, continues to lead the pack, followed mm-hmm. by Scott Reed, Josh Greenfield in third, Chris Stifter in fourth, and Tyler Hamill in fifth. Shade Spire, top five. Mike, Mike Corsay is uh, leading by a dominating 40 points, yes. followed by Josue Ibarra in second. Christopher, sure I'm going to say Josue. Josu. Josu sounds more correct. Okay, if your last name was like Smith, I would say maybe it's Josu. Yeah, Smith. Josu Smith. Smith. But Ibarra makes me think it's Josue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you're out there, let me know. Let you, us know what you think of the You're doing section. really well, and I'm going to keep saying your name wrong. He doesn't listen to our cast. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, Chris Avalos in third, Matt Everhart in fourth, and Andrew Everhart in fifth. Those Everhart the Hart brothers, yeah. yeah, right from wrestling. Oh no, that it. was uh, that was just I got the Hart guy. Yeah, it was the Hart brothers, wasn't it? Yeah, Owen Hart. Yes, that's right. And Wilson Hart. He's the one that died. Nice. Yeah, love it. Good. All right, check out this commission. This is a tournament standard uh, commission. This is our lowest level of painting but don't let that fool you it's a very affordable price point yes and it looks great it's a very simple mm-hmm. paid scheme and uh frankie this is frankie's army from the lgt mm-hmm. and as you can see it's themed to match the uh infested spaceship mat looks great right it's in the uh, uh, uh classroom the tray. display tray um with the 24 by 14 uh, mat that goes inside of it yep. uh looks really great and yeah the uh the paint scheme is basic but it looks great. I mean, it it's, it's, it revolves a lot around um, you know airbrush bases, a lot of um, the glow highlights, that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, even with that basic technique, I mean, look at it. It's perfect. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. And then one of the things that kind of like throws this one off a little bit is because it's an aliens themed mm-hmm. army. The base colors are gray black and silver black. Yeah. So it's like it, yeah. you, it might be hard to see that there's actually two different colors. And it's glossed. And it's, you know, yeah. it has a gloss coat on it. Only that was on what... the shiny black. Yes, because yep. that's what the um, the client requested. But um, uh, he, but even the base is just you know it's it's just a, um, a dry brush with a, um, a spray. Yeah, on it, and it looks great. It does, and this is again the most affordable price point. It's extremely affordable, like so ridiculously affordable. It, it, if you want to get an army built, painted to a minimum tournament standard, a little more than a minimum actually. Right. But it's three it's three to four colors and yeah, and a wash or, a, or if you want and OSL. basic shading yeah. done. Yeah, no highlights, but again, we can apply with an airbrush. Yep. very basic stuff. Uh, and it looks great for a very affordable price point. You can always go back and do the detail work yourself. You mm-hmm. can send it back to us later, and we can bring it up to a higher level. But this is a great way to get it going. And uh, this is level three basing on Frankie's army, which really makes it look awesome. Yeah. All right, let's jump over and answer some questions because I'm sure there's a lot. We went over a lot of information. That's it. Okay. Some quick questions. We're running a bit, running a bit long here. Yeah, well, there was just so much yeah. information to go over. There's no way to do that quicker than we did. Mm-hmm. Free people, so Tau. Yeah. What are we talking about? Here? Free people and Tau are very similar. Yeah. It's true. They are gunline armies. So, if you guys have any questions, we are now in the chat. Uh, Axis of Infantry said he also shot a saw when he was in Vegas, and it was fun. Nice. That was crazy. You also shot like an Uzi. Nah, I shot. Uh, did I shoot a Desert Eagle? I you did. Remember, you yeah. did shoot a Desert yeah. Eagle. That was crazy. Um, here's, a, here's an actual question. Do the package deals come with quick check-in through the line? No, only the High Roller package has a yes. quick check-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. High Roller has its own line. So. And yep. that's one of the reasons to get the High Roller package is that you, you, you zip through registration. Yeah. 
and you get early registration for the next year. Right. It's, it's a really, really good deal. Plus you get two to three times as much dollar value of swag yeah. as you pay for the ticket. It's uh, my favorite question. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any plans to release epic scale mats for Titanicus? Yeah, we totally could. Sure, we totally could. Um, yeah. that makes sense. A little while after the release, but sure. Uh, in control was hooting yesterday about the great night. How great the night codex is. Uh, will we see them on competitive tables? I think so, but I don't think. I don't think you're going to see an all night army per se because it's hard to win missions. Mm -hmm. yeah. However, I'm not ruling it out. I'm sure creative players can do it. But knights have always been an all-or-nothing army. It's like if you have the tools to deal with it, they get crushed. If you don't, they crush their opponent. So it's like yeah. I don't think you're going to win a big tournament with a knight army just because of the fundamental way that they work. I could be wrong. Um, but I think what you'll see is knights in uh, imperial armies or in a chaos army with a renegade knight. Yeah, definitely. Tommy Nick, it was good to meet you at the London GT, Frankie. I can't believe you didn't run Dark uh, Eldar at the tournament. Yeah, my uh, my Dark Eldar aren't finished being based yet, so that's my kind of snag on them right now. And then I was having a lot of fun with mids, so just decided to take them. Uh, Geekmaster K, I've been getting this question a lot. When is the schedule being posted for the LVO? So I'm going to get that up as soon as I possibly can. But as I'm sure you guys can understand, getting an event like this organized is like, it's like trying to organize like four weddings at the same time. There's a million people everyone you're trying to communicate to everyone like hey i need everything by this date not everybody hits their deadlines we're getting information up until the last minute so it's like hurting you know a, an army of cats mm -hmm. and um it, i will get that schedule up as soon as possible i know people want to see it before they buy tickets if that is in any way possible to do i will do it um but it's sometimes it's difficult when we're still waiting to get like confirmation on on things. Um, so yeah, I, I will make that a priority because uh, that makes sense. I would want to see the schedule too yeah. before I bought stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if it's at all possible, we'll, we'll get that done um, as soon as possible, as soon as I can. Uh, Atomic Hurdle, uh, any idea where I can get Storm Bolters and Chainswords for my Death Watch vets? Uh, Forge World, I believe, sells uh, Storm Bolters and Chainswords. I don't think they sell Storm Bolters. Maybe they do. I think so. You know what I do? Or there's something similar. So. Yeah. What I do for my Storm Bolters, because I use a lot in my Space Marine Army, uh, I use the Forge World Super Bolters that have like a big giant box drum mm -hmm. on the bottom. And I just tell my opponent, like, hey, whenever you see this gun, it's a storm bolter. And it, it's totally, it's like, never have had a problem, right? Yeah, like, right. it's a big, giant bolter. It looks like a storm bolter. And you can buy those from Forge World and put them on your guys and just tell them, like, as long as every single storm bolter carried by an infantry model in your army is that model, it's not a problem. Because yeah. I, like, I don't really like the way the storm bolter looks on the infantry guy anyway. Like, it just it's too clunky looking. Uh, but chain swords, those should be pretty easy to get. Yeah. You can get it from Forge World too. I don't right. think you really need to model them with chainswords. Yeah, you should. If they all have them, you're like they all have chainswords. Yeah, you should. I, I I think you should personally. Yeah. Like a knife. But they're not holding no. the chainsword though. Well, you could do it one in hand and the other. Well, storm bolters are two handed. Yeah, the the only storm bolter um, piece for infantry models is one handed. No, don't the Sternguard come with them? Nope. Hmm. The only the only one that I'm aware of is a one handed storm bolter. Right. It, it goes like that. Okay. So you could totally do it. Right. Yeah. Um, but finding them is a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I, I would just count as it myself. Mm -hmm. And that is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for someone trying to get into ITC events, what do you recommend the best way to get their toes wet? Is there a video that goes over any of the ITC missions or battle reports to use them? There's a lot of battle reports. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Go to our YouTube channel, tons and tons 
of battle reports. Uh, we don't have a video showing you how to play it, although that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the best way to do it is just to jump in and start playing. Yeah, yeah. Just get print out all the rules, read through it, play with your friends. The, the missions seem complicated, but once you play them like twice, they're so easy. Yeah. They're really, really easy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. If I can't get posted in advance, I'll just buy what I want and cancel something if there's a scheduling conflict. Yeah, Geekmaster K, that's how mm-hmm. it works. Yeah, um, definitely pick up your tickets even if you're not sure if you're going to be able to go or not. Uh, Carnex, if I buy the new Knight Codex by using it, will I be able to use the Knights for my Chaos Army? Uh, it's No, the, the models in the data sheets in the Codex are not Chaos. For Imperium only. It's Imperium mm-hmm. only. Um, Renegade Knights, we'll have to wait and see what GW does. Uh, Agris Vitas. <laughs> this is the second time he asked it's it. It's a silly funny. question. Yeah, he's still playing. But you know what? If anybody, uh, if anybody came out of the London GT smelling like roses, it's Mr. Tony Grappando. He wasn't there. I know. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Alex took over. Yeah, yeah. he's getting all the negative attention. <laughs> yeah. Tony was like, oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If you're Alex, just wait. It's just a matter of time before somebody else comes in. Well, we're, we're, working, <laughs> on, we're working on some etiquette rules and stuff like yeah. that for tournaments that we've been... Um, Putting together, looking at like professional gambling as a um, kind of a model, because they have a lot of the same uh, challenges. Like, how do you roll the dice? How do you hold your card? You know, stuff like that. So um, that should help a lot by, yeah. by getting that out there. Uh, and it, having games streamed helps to curb this behavior because it's like there's no you you, you get can't get away with it. Yeah. yeah, it was the same thing in X Wing, the big controversy where the guy like changed his dial. It was like, you're on camera, dude. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Of course you're going to get caught. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, I think it's, it's, it's good because the, the players who are honorable will continue to win. The players who maybe engage in dishonorable behavior are going to get, the hammer is going to come down on them. Yeah. Like, yep. Alex got banned from the LGT. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know, that sucks. But, hey, you were on camera. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So, at any rate, um, Thank you guys for joining us. Ran a little bit long, but there's a lot to cover. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. But remember, Las Vegas Open. Yep. Boom. Remember this Saturday, 10 a.m., uh, we'll be doing a first uh, tactic stream. Yep. yep. Talking about the Night Codex. Yep. And it'll probably be Frankie and myself. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.